I'm kind of famous podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. If it's Thursday, it's a new episode, man. Google, Google Music app, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, wherever you listen to, uh, you know, podcast. We there. I'm kind of famous podcast. Also, Twitter, Facebook. Kinda Famous Pod, K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D. That's where you go to um, be in the conversation. Send me something. You know what I mean? I'll be honest, that Twitter don't be popping. I don't even really know what's happening over there. Uh, Facebook, something we getting this thing going. Getting this thing going, man. Um, Arrow Films, arrowfilms.com, A-R-O-W-E films.com. It's where you can go as my personal website. That's where you need to be. That's where if you kind of curious what it is that I do, that's where you go. Um, also, our video content, you know, we got the visual episodes as well. We do some of those interviews with the video. Uh, you can find that on the Arrow Films YouTube page. I also got a link to hit you direct to the... um. I'm kind of famous podcast playlist. So that way you ain't got to scavenge through the arrow films, uh, YouTube page. You can just boom, bam. And you can get uh, the whole playlist of all the episodes. So I do that or whatever episodes that I uploaded on there, at least, um, those aren't always going to be right on time with the show, but, um, they're going to be there. So, um, and we'll, we try, I'm going to try to break down certain episodes into like little clips, you know what I mean? Because everybody don't want to sit there for no whole hour, hour and a half because your boy be going along sometime. Um, but, you know, we got some good, uh, you know, uh, full on live interviews or full shows that are full video. So you go there for that, too. And while we talking about it, I put up a new uh, design on the Redbubble site. So get over there to that Redbubble, get you some of that merch, get you some shirts and shit, them clean ass people collectors. Those things been selling. You know what I mean? They slowly start to pick up, but every now and again, I get a, what's the name? Someone said, man, I think I'm about to get me a clean ass people collector. I'm like, appreciate you. Cha-ching. You know what I mean? And honestly, I keep it. Just the really, um, I ain't gonna explain the whole reason behind it, but honestly, I felt like doing those, doing that merch. I don't want to just say tees, but doing those designs and shit like that. I'll let whatever I make that go to that. That shit just funnel back through to all this creative shit that I'm making, man. Um, you know what I mean for my films and all that type of stuff. It helped pay for that, man. It's hard for me to just want to ask people to give me money. Like, I know, you know, there's the uh, Patreon shit, there's the Kickstarters, all these different ways to crowdsource and make money. It's just an uncomfortable thing for me to do that. Eventually, I'm going to jump in, you know what I mean? But I want to feel like, let me give you something 
you know what I mean, something tangible that you can have, and then you drop a few coins in the fucking bucket. Eventually, you know what I mean, I'm going to need you to do that shit out of charity. But right now, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just creating the content for y'all to enjoy. And, you know, if you want to get in them clean-ass people collectors or whatever, because I got uh, some different designs that's not specifically uh, PC stuff, but um, you can check it out. Go to the Redbubble. Go to arrowfilms.com, hit the Redbubble link, or hit the Redbubble link through one of the ways that you found the podcast and go check them out. You might find something you dig. Um... And just because it's been popping lately, man, go get that Wi-Fi rock bottom book or go read it or watch the doc on the arrowfilms.com or arrowfilms YouTube page. And then you figure out why you should read that book because uh, it's a book about addiction. The only reason I bring that up because lately I done got uh, a crazy amount of uh, sales of the book and I don't the crazy thing. I don't know where it's coming from. Like every now and again, like I, I get a lot of comments and things like that on the on the um wi-fi rock bottom movie joint or i start to get uh influx of emails and then randomly like the book starts blowing up selling you know some crazy numbers that i'm not used to it selling for a person that's not an author just a filmmaker um so uh yeah if you want to go check that out go get it you know what i mean it's good it's real good uh i I know at some point I really talk about that whole deal. Uh, I know I probably have in the in previous episode, but giving a true breakdown. Because I know at one at some point I'm going to do a show about addiction. And, I mean, and then I want to really, really jump in there and really explain the whole thing. But at its core, the book is like, man, if you, there's no experience like what I give you in this book. None. Um. I know, like, everyone want to say, like, I want to do everything in this book. I want to do everything. I want people to get everything. It's, this book is for everybody. You know what I mean? Or whatever I make is for everybody. And really, a lot of times, it's not true. It's made for a segmented group. But honestly, from what I hear, it's for anybody can pick this up. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, 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 I wrote it. You know what I mean? I had someone do some light editing just because certain things about book writing I don't know. I didn't know or whatever, but I wrote it. It's purely me. And a lot of it reads in the way that I talk, and I understand that. Um, but a lot of it is real sensitive information between me and her. Conversation me and her actually have. And you really do see an addict turn into an addict or read an addict turn into an addict in this book. If you like voyeurism, it's in there. If you're a filmmaker, you want to understand how to make films and shit like that. The struggle with making that it's in there. If you're curious about how addiction work, it's in there. Like it's so it's multifaceted. And I, I'm I, hey, I guess it worked. People like it. People buying that bitch. I know that. I know that. So you know, man, I appreciate that. And really, um, just an update, man. Coming off that motherfucking mental health awareness week, yo. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. That was the most uh, therapeutic, um, great, um, fulfilling, um, intimidating, scary, frustrating, tough, exhausting, stressful, 
shit I've ever made in my life. But I feel like it was more one of the most important things I've made in my life. Um, I put some shit th- like what is this? I think this is a uh, episode eighteen. Um, episode eighteen. I did fucking. There's no reason why I should have done that. I have no status to have done that. I have not even the, as far as this podcasting thing and this audio format, I have no qualifications to have done what I just did. None. Other than I felt like it needed to be done. Some of it is like a cultural thing, right? Like, I'm looking out for my culture. There was some underlining things in that that was really about culture. Um, and it's we're gonna I'm gonna explore that probably later sometime, but I I said to myself that it like I got this platform, and now at this point you know that I deal with depression. Like I I'm a depressed person, and coming out of that I said to myself, at the moment where I have all this shit going for me, I got the podcast popping like quickly um i got you know different things with filmmaking different projects that were coming up like all intents and purposes i was going i am enjoying a pretty good fucking year so far and i'm suffering deep inside thinking about killing myself one day like craziness i i mean i hate to say crazy but fuck it craziness like struggling and when i came out of that i said i have to do this on my show i have to find a way to reveal this to people so they understand that it's okay and with how it like i didn't the original plan was something different than what happened but it was pretty close to the original plan and 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 the fact that I was able to put all that together, I have I had fucking scholarly, a fucking psychiatrist, a, a psychologist on the show. I never expect to be in that position to be able to do that, and I did that. Then I have Jatavia Gary who. I owe the world to for being able to help me through that moment and everything. Um, that was just, I needed that. That was a moment definitely needed. Right. And amazing filmmaker study with Spike Lee. I mean, in terms of Spike Lee, like all the stuff that she's done. And I was able to give that person a show and I, and, and what she is, what she did, what that, even that show is so small of like who she is and what she is. I can't wait to have her back on. And then I get Rax, you know, uh, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel from the, uh, ICT connect podcast. She comes on and that was a clutch move. Like she came through. I had another plan for that day. And that, that kind of got weird. And 
you know, I know, I knew at one point, you know, I was like, we want to do each other's show. I want to do her show or because of what they do, I find very interesting. And it's more at level what I like to hear podcasts do. And the chemistry that her and Kim have is like amazing to me. And like, I can't remember how I think she hit me up or I hit up or something fucking happened. And I was like, yo, I need you. I Basically, I need you. And, you know, in a day, we figured it out. And she came through in a clutch. And I had one of the most interesting conversations I had about it. You know, uh, a very loose conversation about, you know, mental health. <coughs> Excuse me. And then all the, like, then day four, I give you all these stories of different people doing you know, who have issues and like the original way that I want to do that didn't quite work out because it was like, you know, people were sending me stories, but it was like, I'm trying to convey how you feel to a audience through audio that I'm getting a transcript from, which is cool. And I want to read it, but I want to make sure when I read it, it felt like how I hope you were feeling in the t- and so it just didn't work. So I only did a few, but in the clutch again, like important people who deal with this, David, the caveman Rickles, who up until like, if you, and I'll put a clip, I think I'm going to separate him and, and isolate everyone's story on the YouTube page. So go to the YouTube and you'll be able to, um, uh, at some point you'll have all th- the three, uh, uh, live, uh, interviews. So you can listen to those individually without having to sit through the whole thing. But like, I've never heard Dave that. Well, that's a lot. I take that back. For anyone who's not me, knowing David Rickles, you never hear him that uh, sober, somber. And telling a very real story. And that's that. Like, it was crazy. And then Sean Teray, like, her telling me and she's another local filmmaker like i'm we gonna we gonna do some work too but shanta ray telling that story of finding out you know her diagnosis of being bipolar one and like well i didn't know how young she was right and she's telling me a story about her life that's like happened in the last couple years so she's still navigating through a mental health thing right and she's sharing this story and you know i'm using when people say they went to a mental health i'm like you went to the crazy house like i'm thinking like yo this is a young girl who's in the crazy house and my petty partner aaron like you y'all already heard her stuff like and i know like what she gave me on the show was a more positive aspect of how she deals with it. And I know some of the dark places she's been. And it's like, I put all this together and it was like these most stressful. I worked on it every day. Going into it every day. Up until day four, I was working on it every day still creating images creating like the clips sitting there listening to the clips going back listen 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 like all this just to make sure it was right or as good as possible the final day 
on Wednesday, I'm working on the Thursday show of stories, right? And everything went wrong. The clips went out of order. Everything fell apart. I had to start over. I had to re-record all that stuff. And I was exhausted, yo. I think I I think I ended up uploading it to be ready for iTunes or whatever at like 11 o'clock that night. You got to have it before midnight. 11 o'clock. Boom. I was just like, it's done. I'm tired of shit. Then I get done. I'm like, all right, so what am I talking about next week? I'm giving, and I'm still here, giving more content. So, like, and the big reveal with the mental health week is, um, like, like, I mean, it's the, it's the highest numbers I've done. I don't even know who's listening. <laughs> highest numbers I've done, like, uh, uh, all together, uh, all three, sh- uh, four shows, about 3,000 listens, I think. Shout out to The Kitchen. Shout out to Maine Dane. Uh, magazine now known as Queen X, uh, Queen X, uh, brand of uh, uh, of lifestyle or whatever. Um, shout out to the Kitchen Wichita. I think I just said that. Uh, shout out to Our Coffee House. Shout out to Talk Space. Shout out to uh, uh, everybody. Um, shit. Run quick run out. Jatari, Gary, uh, Raquel from the ICT Connect podcast. Uh, a uh, Brandy Nuri, psychologist. Ain't can't give a real shout out. She a professional. Can't really fuck up her money um aaron aaron neely out there doing um the sweat uh sweat on broadway in new york city uh 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 sean teray she's doing amazing things you can you can find her uh first of all sean teray she's her credits is weed etiquette for vice and like 25 to life or something like that for lifetime uh network uh, of course, David Decay, man, Rickles for coming through, Bellator MMA superstar. Um, and yeah, if I miss anybody, I wasn't trying to. But yeah, shout out to everybody. <laughs> Making that happen. Mental health. Oh, so over 3,000 listens, man. And it's, I mean, it's, I hope it's still climbing. I'm going to keep working on it. So I need to make sure y'all check out Mental Health Awareness Week for the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. I got a, if you go to the Podbean account, there's a link where you can just listen to all that. Also, you can get all that shit as well on the iTunes. I mean, not the iTunes, but the Aerofilms YouTube page. Go to the playlist. I'm kind of famous playlist, and you can navigate through that. So appreciate that. Um, and that went really well. That went really well. Now that that's over, we we back to our schedule program, and I'm not gonna do any multiple days again for a little bit of time or a while because it was a lot of work, as I said. Now, once that was done, weekend came up. You know, it was, it was a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, now I don't really do a whole bunch when it comes to that because. Like, it's certain holidays I don't really look at, like, holidays. Like, I think most people look at holidays like, uh, we cooking? Like, I think that's how we look at holidays across the board. If, if it's a cooking holiday, it's a holiday. Memorial Day, like, it's one of them ones where, like, all right, like, we know the purpose of it, right? You know, we want to honor 
our fallen soldiers who've died, you know, defending the country, et cetera, et cetera. Like, shout out to uh, 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 Elgin Thomas. You know what I mean? That's my great-grandfather. He fought in World War II under General Patton um, and died uh, at age 104. So, like, I got family doing that thing. And my grandfather uh, fought in the, war, uh, in the war as well. So, like, I got family in that thing. But at the end of the day, who cooking? I think that's all that matter. Like, you think about every holiday that we get. President's Day, or we, I think people get off for of President's Day or should be off, but, you know, Walmart is always open. So, Black President's Day, not cooking holiday. Don't nobody give a fuck. Fourth of July, cooking holiday. Let's go. Uh, Thanksgiving, of course, cooking holiday. Christmas, ho- cooking holiday. Uh, your birthday, a cooking holiday. People take off. Like, that's how we look at Columbus Day, not a cooking holiday. Martin Luther King Day, not a cooking holiday. President's Day, not a cooking holiday. Uh, see, what else? I can't think. See, that's what I'm saying. If it ain't a cooking holiday, don't nobody give a fuck. Memorial, Memorial Day? somewhat a cooking holiday but not really so what i kicked out my memorial day but see what memorial day also is though it's like that first summer holiday where people can get you know the kids out you know what i mean so since the kids about are out of school it's like well shit for memorial day weekend we're gonna get this quick three-dayer we're gonna go down to the lake that i do this the third that's why it ends up like a halfway cooking holiday because it's like, all right, we can go do our first little summer situation before we kick all the way into summer. It's like the summer. It's like the first summer party. And so, uh, but for me, man, I caught a little boxing, man. I caught a little boxing this week, man. And see, being from Dallas, right, we, we support our people straight up. It don't matter. It don't care what sport sport it is obviously them damn dallas cowboys you look we're gonna wait to football season so i ain't gonna talk too much about them damn boys you ain't gonna get out y'all gonna get off my boys that's romo that's my quarterback but not Dak prescott my my quarterback so uh them damn mavericks you understand what i'm saying um see mike madonna on them damn stars like we support our people I'm going to tell you, man, this weekend, this weekend, I watched some boxing, man. I watched my boy Earl Spence Jr. fight, you know what I mean, the champ, Kale Brooks, out of fucking England or some shit. And, man, I'm going to tell you, it was like, man, it's one of my favorite fights, man. It was one of my favorite fights this year. I don't want to say ever. This year. Because, like, man, ain't nobody tried to fight my boy Earl Spence. Everybody talking about him, but don't nobody really want to fight him. So he couldn't get, he couldn't make no damn, he couldn't get no traction to uh get a fight going. You know what I'm saying? So, he finally get the fight. Now, some will argue that he was rushed into the fight. Whatever. 
He may have. And some, like myself, was like, yo, if the champ want to fight him, let the champ fight him. Because ain't nobody taking the fight. Because at the end of the day, man, it's money. You know what I mean? It's how you get up there. And, 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 and Earl Spence, you can have all the hype in the world. But if don't nobody want to fight you, you can't really make no money. You can't make no move. And everyone was dodging them, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Keith, uh, Keith Thurman, one time, one time was dodging them, I think. Still probably dodging them. But what happened? Kell Brooks took the fight. Oh, shit. Finally, a real fight. Kell Brooks. Kell Brooks and my boy Earl, the true Spence Jr. You know what happened? Man, let me tell you what happened. By the end of that fight, we were sitting up. And they was like, you know what? You know, you know something about this boy Earl Spence? Earl Spence is the new. I said he is the new. I like how that sound. The new IBF welterweight champion. Put a hurting on that boy. A hurting on that boy. Oh man. Look, I ain't gonna lie. Like watching the fight, it made me nervous for him because he did look, this for my boxing people. So I understand everybody ain't boxing fans. But what he did, he so he got a certain style, man. He old school. He Olympic boxer. Now, if you're in Wichita, you know Nico Hernandez. Now, these Olympic boxers, they box for points, right? So it ain't like watching like regular people fight, regular boxers, traditional boxers fight. They traditional boxers have a certain style where it's all about knocking your head off and punching and combos, da 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 da. But like in in and Olympic boxing is a little different because they they fight for points. If it's an opening, boom, bam, bam. How do I win the round? That's really what it's about. It's not so much about the knockdowns and all this sort of thing. So one thing about them is like most people fight to knock heads out. Good Olympic boxers, they work in the body. Everything's a target. Your body, your, your torso is your biggest target. It's too hard to hit the head. Head moves a lot. Body don't. So, man, Earl Spence hit you in the body, bam hurt every time i see it look like it hurt but in this fight early on he wasn't really doing that he changed his plan up and shit it was looking a little nervous looking a little nervous then the longer it got it was like hold up kel brooks is trying to time some shit and, and kel brooks was knocking his boy head up with these uppercuts but after a while i was like hold on i don't think kel brooks really got it and they see, you know, my boy Earl, the true Spencer Jr. Start getting that, start feeling it. Pat, 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 Just working it, working them, working them, working them. And man, got that knockdown. That knockdown changed the game. Changed the whole fight. Not really. It started, it was already looking like it was leaning, but it was just a good fight. And man, got that knockdown right. And I'm thinking, oh boy, oh boy, it's rap season. But then Kel Brooks, he turned the fire on. That uh, I think it was the ninth round, one of the best rounds of boxing I've seen in this year. One of the best. Two technically, like two great matchups, two technically sound dudes. 
and just it was it, it was nice, man. It was some really good ass boxing. And then by the end of it, they were saying the new IBF welterweight champion, Earl Spence, D Town Say Down, Dallas, Texas, all day. That's what we do. No losses, no shakes. Bam. We out here still undefeated. And we out in this thing. Shout out to Earl Spence Jr., man. Shout out to that boy. Nico Hernandez up June 19th um at the Hartman Arena. Man, I think I need to get him on the podcast. I think I need to get Nico on the podcast. He look like he'll cool up young dude. You know what I'm saying? He look he sound like he'd be straight. So Wichita, if y'all want this, man, I'm gonna get Nico Hernandez on the uh podcast. Y'all tell him, holler at your boy. Cause after watching Earl Spence do his thing, young American Olympian, I need that bronze medalist on this show. We're gonna talk some boxing. So I want to talk some boxing. I ain't never talked boxing really with nobody. You know what I mean? So I want to talk some boxing. I want to see how much I don't know. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's that, man. What we got coming up? Well, upcoming, though, I'm going to tell you what's coming up is them damn NBA playoffs. The the Not the playoffs, but, you know what I mean, the finals. Yeah, LeBron James. What What is it? The LeBron Cavaliers. Against the uh, Golden State Warriors. See, it's two different things. See, the LeBron Cavaliers. And the reason why is because, see, ain't no real Cleveland Cavaliers fans. They just LeBron James fans. Wherever he go, that motherfucker go. He could start playing international ball. They'd be like, you know what? The uh, Chinese muskrats are cold in the bitch. Like, that's what they do. They just follow them to, to the end of the world. So... That's coming up, man. I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, actually, when this show airs, uh, on Thursday, it'll be game one. Be game one for the NBA Finals uh, Championship. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Going for them Warriors, man. Shouts out to that boy Kevin Durant, that good old Texas Longhorn. I gotta, I want him to get one. You know, it's one of them things, man, when you be watching the sport, you may like your team, like my Mavs. I love my Mavs. And uh, the thing about it, man, I don't, like, I want my Mavs every year to get a chip, but there's certain players that I always want to, like, before their career, I want them to make sure they have a ring. My boy KD, Allen Iverson was one of them. My boy Penny Hardaway was another one. These cash never got it. KD is another one. I want my boy Kevin Durant to get that, that good Texas Longhorn. Now, also, I, w- I just want LeBron to lose. I love the fact that everyone wants, every, all his fans at least, and casual fans, look at LeBron James, the greatest thing ever since sliced bread, and this motherfucker has the most flaws in his game that I've ever seen in a great player. And the most pleased cop for him for I've ever seen for a great player and so many fucking L's. I realize that this dude has broke all these fucking records. I understand that. I also realize that he's been in the fucking championship game eight times. The one thing that makes people great, Wayne Gretzky gets their win every time. Michael Jordan gets their win every time. Like that is amazing shit. Tom Brady would have done the same thing except for some weirdo named Eli Manning 
was always the curse. But guess who did it and won every time? Joe Montana. These are the people you chase when you're that great. And they keep making and finding ways. Like LeBron James, the only person who get these weird ass ESPN stats where they like, uh, the greatest. Let me see. This type of shit ESPN say, uh, uh, the most points in the third quarter when wearing a blue jersey. Like shit, weird shit like that. And so it it it, it makes his greatness look a whole lot bigger than it is because you keep finding stats to make him interesting. Which no one is saying that he's a bad player, but when it comes to greatness, it's certain things people of a certain generation want to see like myself, and I don't see it in him. He's a great player of this generation. No, you can't doubt that. But it's certain things when a person like myself in my 30s who I've seen, you know, the Iversons, I've seen penny hardaway's like that generation uh i've seen the the michael jordan era like uh i guess that's almost the same era but like i've seen these eras and then you look back and look at old basketball and then you look at this basketball it's very catered to a certain style of play that lebron exists in it's not his fault he came at the right time but you cannot make me make him great of all time just because he put up some stats the game is built around stats now when i was a kid no one really talked about stats i never knew how many points michael jordan made only stat that anyone really know was will chamberlain like 100 what was that 100 point game or some shit and that was a fun fact like some shit you saw on the uh cracker jack box i don't even know people fuck cracker jacks but um yeah, but that's coming up. It'd be exciting to see because I really, it's a it's a it's a it's it's a legit ass rematch. A one and one, they split. So it'd be coolest if they want see who wins it now, and you know the whole Kevin Durant thing and all this type of shit and all this super team stuff. Fuck, it's two super teams. I don't care. Two super teams. They get there every year. If you get there every year with what you got and you done it, both of y'all done done it three times in a row. It's an even fucking team. It's an even team. It's just you gotta go win in the end of the day. You gotta plan. If you can get there and then you make an excuse that because this team got this, that's the reason why they won. No, 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 no. It's a game, people. You strategize. That's why you got a whole fucking coaching staff. That's why you got uh the the these the, these nutritionists, you got these meals, you got these workout plans, you got all this shit that go into helping you win. That's what it's for. We'll see what happens. Game one. When you hear this, it'll be tonight. But it's not really tonight, you know, because I'm recording a certain day. Anyway. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm a big sports person. Honestly, I dodged a lot of uh basketball this season. Football was just too amazing. Football was way too amazing. And basketball is just getting a little, yeah, I can go without it sometimes. Uh, I, maybe it's because I just knew how, you know, that this was going to end the way it ended. But um, so today or this week, man, I've been feeling motivated. 
I'm about to I'm about to crack into some new shit right now. Or soon. Got some big things in the plans. That um that just involve expanding, man. Doing bigger things. You know, like one thing about me, man, like the people around me really understand it. And part of the podcast was helping y'all understand it, helping people understand how I think, why I move the way I move. But just being interested in having good conversation and talking to other movers and shakers of what they do. Like, that's the one thing I like. I like hearing other people's story. I love it. I love it. And um, one thing that I like, I, I'm a reader. Now, I don't read fictional stuff. I think it's too much of real life that's good. Now, I, I try to get a story from time to time that I enjoy, but I read. One of my favorite books that I've read in the last, I don't know, decade or whatever, is um, 50 Cent's uh, 50th Law. And what makes it, like, one, I'm just a general 50 Cent fan. Um, but it, it has this thing about fear. The, the the gist of like the total the totality of that story is about fear and oh I, I believe at least i mean everyone can get their own uh shit from it but for me uh fear is a big thing and it's an extension of robert green's uh 48 laws um what 48 laws of power um and I know it's like a thing that people, you know, get caught in. But one thing or, or the urban community at least loves it. Um, and there's one thing in there that I remember reading um, in it because it's broken down between Robert Greene and 50 Cent. They, it's a collaboration book. And Robert Greene has his part in here. And what happens is like is there's a lot of. Um, a lot of uh philosophy and and different things inside of it and then what robert green does well robert green says a lot of, you know gets to a lot of things or whatever and then 50 cent does is is provide a street context or a more urban context of what it was hat what happened like how his real life is an example of this part of this idea uh of or concept and it's one thing robert uh green had in there and uh it says uh your fears are a kind of prison that confines you within a limited range of action the less you fear the more power you will have and the more fully you will live and that piece for me is, is a lot and i'll tell you because I feel like this, and this is my opinion. Obviously, I it's my show. Um, kind of famous. Um, I feel like people fear the work of whatever it takes to be what you want to be, and it it baffles me because I go on social media and I see people. Uh, talk about building kingdoms and their empires and this and power couples and I'm a hustler and I got this and ambition is that and all everyone wants to build something everyone wants to do something include myself but I don't see the work that reflects that 
real work. Forget the Kardashian thing. I know it's an easy, like, punching bag to go after the Kardashians and all this type of shit. But forget that. Forget being special for the sake of feeling that you're special. Forget that um, I should win because I think I'm better or I am legitimately better. Or forget that um, people like me and so I should work or I'm cute and I should work or I'm handsome I should work like all this should work out because i just am forget all that it's about the fucking work yo i work my ass i made this podcast right this podcast was set up to be an extension of everything else i was making i was saying to myself i'm not making another documentary until i make a certain documentary um or something comes across that i really feel like i should do um I want to make my first feature. Now, with that being said, I go from a concept of like, all right, I need people to know who I am. I need people to watch my shit. I go from this concept and I'm just making, 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 right? I go from all that and then I say, okay, now people are watching me. So now my moves have to be a lot more strategic and important and, and matter more. So I, I, So then I start to slow down slow down and go okay now we're building something i've done all these things now we're building something but what happens is it slows you down because now your your strategy has taken over production and that's where i was at or am at with with my filmmaking i still do projects from here now but when it comes to my passion projects the things that matter the things that i need to promote the things that says hey i'm a great filmmaker or i'm a good filmmaker however you look at it those things have been slowed down significantly for the reason that i really want my next thing that i have my name on that's a arrow films production that's a ld row um directed piece that's a ld row film i want that thing to be the next thing and it slows you down because you got to plan more you got to think more you got a lot of money is involved i'm trying to make money from this whole thing i'm trying to sell it i want to make sure it gets to the right i'm going to put a create a marketing approach this whole shit so i created the podcast to keep me making content i shoot photography to keep me making content and now i'm about to create something a lot bigger that i'm not going to talk about just yet because it's going to make something bigger t-shirts uh people collectors that's because it's creating it's working because in the end of the day if you're not prepared to work you're not prepared to win people who know me know my number one thing that i say to people do you want to win my personal opinion no one really wants to win no i take that back most people don't want to win they want to talk about winning they want to think about winning they want to um they want to put out this idea that they are winners because no one takes losses, right? No one takes losses anymore. They want to put all this out, but no one wants to do the work to win. You know why? Because work is hard, period. It's hard. It's hard to do, uh, put a whole lot of effort into something that doesn't return immediately. It's hard. 
and it sucks and it's scary because if it doesn't return it feels like a waste of time if it doesn't return it feels like a failure if it doesn't return it doesn't feel like a win because we invest into right now people want to see things happen right now But it's crazy that we do that to ourselves. We become a slave to right now instead of waiting. There's nothing that's made sufficient, efficient, and greatly that doesn't involve waiting. You want fruits. You plant a seed and you fucking wait. When you have a human being born nine months, we have it down to a science, nine months to make a great being, nine months it takes. You want to lose weight. It takes time. You see, well, we see it on the fucking journeys of Instagram. It's all there. But when it comes to winning, when it comes to success, when it comes to investment of yourself, even fucking investments, there's nothing. There's not a goddamn. It's every now and again. There's not a stock on the stock market that if you invest in today that you will win like a motherfucker today. <laughs> Now, I know there's day trading and all that kind of shit. That's a whole kind of gamble in itself. That's a gamble. It's a lottery. That means there's a chance, even still, of failing. The bet, the high, as big as that return can be on a day trade right now, right now market, you can lose a whole hell of a lot more than you can win because nothing that involves winning Happens now. A game, a basketball game is played. What is it? 48 minutes. Because when you shoot that first shot and it goes in, the game ain't over. You have to wait. We don't do that. And when we pretend, like a lot of people pretend. I know artists. Dustin Parker, he'll be on the he'll be on the show later. And in, in a few episodes actually makes great work i've seen his work like evolve with time but a painting a single painting doesn't happen in a day doesn't happen in a day i know you can think like you can sit here and draw it right now but everything that makes him a great artist comes from every day that he made art and so whatever he makes today even if he finished it today wasn't art made in a day it was art made in a lifetime people don't want to put a lifetime into winning or trying to they want it to happen now i have plenty of friends great fucking ideas i give them great ideas i give them great ways to handle their great ideas they have ideas that are great regardless if i'm involved but they wait they wait to start 
They wait to do anything because it's fucking scary to invest a lot of time into something that has a unmeasurable, unpredictable result because it sucks to fail. It sucks to get nothing back for the work that you put in. Granted, I have been filmmaking. I would say a lifetime, right? I I made a film in high school. A little fun film we made around the school. I never thought about making films later in my life. I just it was dope. I, I wanted to do it. We was having fun. I made a documentary for a class for my class one time. Didn't think I would be doing this in the future. So I could easily say that's when I started. But legitimately, like I think I'm four or five years in. I don't know. Like four or five uh years in. I had to wait. I had to put the fucking work in to get where I am now. So when you look at my shit, when you go to arrowfilms.com, when you listen to this podcast, when you look at anything that I do up until this point, it's because I, I waited, I put the time in, I was willing to take the risk, I invested myself. I, I For the amount of money that I have invested into myself to get where I'm at right now, I am not even close to green. The sweat equity is, though. The sweat equity is returning like a motherfucker. And I keep creating. This podcast, 18 episodes in. 18 fucking episodes in. And what I just do last week, mental health awareness week. I'm act put way more work into this this year than I have into a film this year. I got shit on my fucking plate to edit right now that needs to be done fairly soon. I got photo shoots that I that I'm filming. I got photo shoots that I'm planning. I got all this other shit. And every week I'm here. Every week, every Thursday with a new episode. Because I'm going to put this fucking work in to win. Period. I don't need to design a single fucking shirt. I'm not a shirt designer. I'm not a clothing designer. But what? I'm going to put in this fucking work to give you content. To give you something. To give a part of myself that hopefully, hopefully, not guaranteed, hopefully, will return back are you willing to put that kind of investment into yourself or do you want to talk about it do you want to post about it do you want to make an instagram about it do you want to look the part do you want to like like i can see i see all these fucking like come on look to be honest i see all these fucking females or whatever or dudes or whoever they give you they what they show you of their life is beautiful like you missing something right like you fucking missing something you missing what they got in their life it make you feel that way because what i tell people all the time a picture used to be worth a thousand words now a picture says absolutely nothing because people don't know how to tell stories they don't know how to use their words they don't know how to embellish they don't know how to go out here sit in front of people and tell you about a time so they show you a time and that time when they show you it's so strategic, it's so planned, you can delete those photographs. You can you can take the picture a hundred different times, and that first shot that you take looks nothing like that two uh twentieth shot that you take because you deleted everything and you found that perfect one that says absolutely nothing. Because it's easy to do the right now. I can take a picture right now that tells you that I enjoy myself. I can take a picture right now to show you that I'm popping. I can take a picture right now to show you that I'm a happy person. 
But if I want to really be popping, if I really want to be happy, if I really want to have a good time, it's going to take time that I have to invest into that moment to be happy. It takes works to be happy. It takes absolutely nothing to be miserable. It takes absolutely nothing to lose. It takes absolutely nothing to get nothing. takes work and I ask people people come to me with their ideas we're trying to level up we're trying to glow up we're trying to pop we're trying to do this we're trying to do that but are you ready to win do you want to win my biggest fear my biggest fear not my biggest fear one of my fears and I know I was talking about the 50 year law and it's about being fearless, but my fear is not it. My, I fear my success, but it's not the part of the success that is the success. It's do I know how to deal with success? I don't know that. But the only way that I know if I can deal with success is if I do the work that involves being successful or getting as close as fucking possible to it. I don't know if I can deal with the thing that I don't have until I have it. And so I work for it because that's this shit is what I want. It doesn't change. It's been the same. It's been the same. You ask anybody. I am a fucking entertainer. That's what I do. Regardless of what it is, if I'm making people laugh, if I'm making music, if I'm rapping, if I'm writing, if I'm uh 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 uh, uh, uh shit filmmaking shooting whatever it is i guess now i can say podcast and design and whatever it's about entertaining the people and do people enjoy that's keeping it real to me that's what i do that's what i fucking do now you have to ask yourself what do you do because my work is evident and i work hard enough And I think about this hard enough that I expect to win because I'm putting the work in. And if I don't win, it was a risk that was I was willing to take. Because it, hey, this all this this is it. This is it. Not an accountant. I read. I study. I strategize. As Pac said plan plot strategize think about this shit. i love this shit i love this shit the shit that you doing do you love it do you enjoy it do you want to win and if the answer is yes how much work are you willing to put into it how much work do you want do you want to put into it? Because if you're willing to put the work in, then I believe you. Think about models, at least on the gram, and some I've even worked with. Is I can make you beautiful. A good photographer, not nah, I shouldn't say I, a good photographer makes you beautiful. It makes you feel how you want to think about yourself. 
a great post to make you feel how you want to think about yourself. A status update, a like, a follow. But the work, the work, that may not always do that. Because you will fail. And if you fail or fear failing, you fear learning. You fear adapting. You fear changing. You fear getting better. You fear everything. You fear the world because that's what the world is about. So as I am preparing for this next move I'm about to make that I think is going to be the great. I just think it's going to be great. I know I got to. I'm looking at all this shit, looking at all the people that I think that I can get in on this. And I know they're going to say no. I know they want to be successful. And I know they're going to say no. They see everything I've done. They know it works. They trust everything I do. But because of a fear of something, they probably say no. You know what that is for me? That's rejection. That's failure. So either I have to work a little bit harder, work harder in convincing them, or learn and come up with another idea to make what I think should happen better. We don't depend on anybody. We want people to help us. We want people to assist and all this stuff, but we don't depend on anybody. We depend on ourselves. And the work we're willing to put into it. If I cast Christian Bale into my great mega hit billion dollar movie. And then he pulls out. We don't depend on Christian Bale. We find someone to replace him. And we continue what we're trying to make. And we adapt. Can you adapt? Do you want to win? What do you fear? How hard are you willing to work? This is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. Look, we we went into that because I had a little moment today. I felt like I wanted to um, jump into some shit like that. So anyway, um, make sure that you go check us out on all other streaming platforms. If you didn't know, we had other platforms. Um, them clean-ass people collectors like I talked about on the Redbubble site. You can get that over at arrowfilms.com, A-R-O-W-E films.com or... You can go to youtube.com slash arrowfilms and you can watch all the stuff we made. Also, you get some of these damn, uh, watch some of the uh, visual episodes. Uh, coming up soon, man, we got a bunch of interviews coming up. Uh, I'm looking for different type of people, man. Um, someone emailed me, said uh, I should have a psychic on. Uh, so I'm looking and trying to get a psychic, seeing what's out there in Wichita, man. I got a few guest spots I'm going to be doing on other people's shows, which is kind of dope. So, me being interviewed this time and talking this shit because that's what I love to do as well. Like, I love everything else. I love being petty. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to be on other people's shows talking a whole lot of shit. Working on getting a co-host. I really want that to happen. I need a co-host. Who want to be a co-host? Holler at me. Kindoffamouspod at gmail.com. We'll see what we can do. You got to be local, though. I want you. I, I need somebody I'm looking at. You know what I mean? I need somebody I'm looking at. We we'll go back and forth. Um, 
that's some vid, uh, visual episodes coming up soon. Like I said, I got one with Dustin Parker that's pretty dope. Um, got uh my main man Royce Rose Royce from Power Nine Three Nine. He's gonna be on. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to do a couple couple little things coming up here. A little this, a little that. Um, but next week, every Thursday, we new episodes of the I'm Kind of Famous podcast because I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to do the work because I want to win. All right. Um, what else? Did I miss anything? Facebook. Go to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash uh, Kind of Famous Pod. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod. P-O-D. Um, I don't know. What else? I can Oh, yeah, look. All right. So since we're doing numbers and shit now, if you're a local small business, whatever it is, and you want to... uh. Uh, get me the plug or something You know what I mean You gonna have to put something in your Nah you ain't gotta really put nothing in my pocket I ain't gonna you know like that Hook, let, Let's figure something out We'll plug the show If you want me to come out Record an episode at your joint I'm there Hit me up Kinda Famous Pod K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod At gmail.com And until next week Tell your mama said hi. I'm kind of famous podcast. So, in light of you being kind of famous, why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows? <laughs>